I'm on a journey, tedious journey. 80 and 80 from this world. And I'm gonna be set apart and be pure, be holy. A citizen of heaven, his kingdom's power. On one of these few today, I'm gonna fly away to that holy place, this city. Life is and cold, never a day will I grow old. I will walk those streets of gold. What's up, everybody? It's Men of Encouragement. And we are so glad that you are tuning in to watch this uh, this podcast, to listen to this podcast, however you uh, receive it. We're just glad that you tuned in. And we appreciate you um, joining us. When he sounds the trumpet, will you be ready? Will you be ready? Or still in your sin, lost as lost can be. Hey. Will he welcome you into his kingdom? Or say, I don't know you, depart from me. All I know is, on one of these future days, future days, days, I'm gonna fly away to that holy place. His city, this beautiful city, like there is some cold. Never a day will I will walk those streets of gold. In the city, yeah. Hey, yeah, our eternal hope in heaven, our hope is in glory. My hope is in glory. everybody it's brother q and brother dixon men of encouragement it's a podcast for everybody but man we are looking for you ladies share this podcast with your man with your son with your father your uncle it's a podcast for everybody it's a space for everybody but man we're looking for you 
All right, all right. <laughs> we about to get it in, you guys. Hey. I'm going to talk to Peter. Sit down and talk, talk with Paul. Brother Dixon, is your mic on? Oh, it's on now. All right, all right. I said, this cold world is not my own. There it is. There it is. There it is. Good day, everybody. Um, welcome, everyone. You are um, just tuned in to Men of Encouragement podcast. I am Brother Q. I am one of your hosts, and the other host that we have here is Brother Dixon. <laughs> Say what's up to the people, Brother Dixon. All right. Hello, everyone. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Men of Encouragement is a podcast for men's ministry here in the uh, Portland, Oregon. We are just outreaching to every man everywhere. And our hope is, is that you are uh, sharing the podcast and that we are able to um, just connect with men. You know, this uh, men's ministry is something that I think it's a really important piece of the church. And we have taken uh, some time out to be able to create this this podcast and hopefully uh, be able to talk to you all. The um, tonight we are going to be um, tonight we're going to be talking to you um, about fatherhood. And fatherhood is something that I just think as men who are hopefully looking to grow and to evolve. Fatherhood is a is a really big part of our evolution, and so today we wanted to talk to you about the uh, the degrees of fatherhood. So, um, Brother Dixon, you have you have children of your own? Yes, I have two children. I have a boy and a girl. And so, um, how was how was fatherhood when you when you first stepped into to fatherhood? What did you think it would be if you can remember? And then, what did it become for you? Because I just remember, you know, thinking one day I want to be a dad, one day I want to be a father. But when it, you don't know what that's going to be like until the time comes. How was it for you? Um, when you were when you were younger when you first started out well that's a pretty good question because it's different between the reality of at the, at the time versus after you grow and and you look back 
But um, for me, I mean, the excitement of, of, of my wife being pregnant. I mean, first of all, just dealing with the nine months of, of her being pregnant, you know, was and then having to anticipate the child coming. And then, you know, first of all, just dealing with caring for her and worrying about all the things that she is going through and had to go through during that time period. Uh, you know, her body changing, hormones and a whole lot of other different things and um, and still dealing with anticipating, you know, because we never did um, back during that time period. We didn't try to find out what the, what the sex was going to be of the, you know, we wanted to just be surprised when the time came. And um, so you also had that, you know, not necessarily anxiety, but just was looking forward to a boy or a girl, whichever one. And then, of course, everyone wants to say to have a healthy have a healthy baby and um so it's kind of like you like i guess they stay in prison you, you have a whole lot of time to think about things reflect upon things and and you start going back over your life and so now that's time period that nine months it's a time to reflect upon you know my own relationship with my father and and dealing with uh, the images and the information that's given to you in society on TV and everything else about fathers and fatherhood. And um, so and I didn't know that there would be anything that would be able to help me or prepare me other than what I've seen and what I've heard and what I thought. And so until it actually happened, um, you don't really get any kind of manual, or any kind of guide that part. To, to have you become a father or be a father. You know, you just like you just die right on in and start start being a father you know so and you don't know what kind of father you are or have been until later on when your kids give you feedback or whether you have a good enough relationship to get feedback on about fatherhood and a lot of times they kind of give you some sim symbolisms of dad you know i love you and thank you for everything you did for me and that and this and that and everything else you know so but you know you're on the job training yeah and so you pretty much are going to really have to go with what you know and and, you know, I think our, our, our number one foundation is going to be, you know, our own fathers. But if you didn't have a positive relationship with your father, your father wasn't in your life, uh, then now you all of a sudden are going to turn to some other uh, either images or seeing your friend's father or, you know, if your coach, you have a coach, you know, how he kind of was symbolic of a father, um, you know, maybe a grandfather, your grandparents. Uh, it could be an uncle, you know. Sometimes you could have somebody closer to you than your father, another man in your life, you know, or it could be a teacher. Um, so you don't, you, you know, you only can have to reach out and try to grab whatever you can from a man or what a man is all about in fathering. Uh, to become a father yourself, and she, and when and when they're born, you know you're going through that time period of you know the the, the sleep, no sleep, and and the the feeding time, feeding frenzy schedule, and and then changing diapers and and all of that, and so you really kind of getting into that kind of thing, you know. So um, and once again, it evolves. You, it goes before you know it. You know they're walking, they're talking, they're running, and they're getting into things. And now you can get into where now all of a sudden you have to discipline and. And now you have to go through all these type of things that a father has to go through. But, you know, for me personally, I was there to cut the umbilical cord of both of my kids. Back then they had um, nurseries. And uh, my daughter was a 10-pounder, so I thought all the rest of the babies in the nursery were preemies. You know, and they said, no, Mr. Dixon, you know, you have a 10-pound baby. She's big. You know, everybody else is not just quite. 
Right normally, these six and seven pound babies are just fine. We got a giant in here, you know. So, um, but that experience as a father, you know, I don't think it could be a great experience to, to be there and see the the birth and the delivery of your child. And um, the absence of that kind of brings about some different perspectives about. You know, not to say that that makes a difference on what kind of father you're going to be, but for me, I wanted to be there for every step of the way. You know, I mean, my the grandparents try to get the babies. I said, no, 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 not until they get of a certain age. They're not getting out of my sight. I'm not going to make sure that they walk in front of me. They talk in front of me. They do everything before I release them to anything. So that's what kind of father I was. Yeah, you know, you know, the interesting thing too about fatherhood, if we're if we're being honest. Um, the way that you spoke about it, it sounded like you were either married or in a committed relationship. And there's some folks who are entering the fatherhood, not planning on being, you know, a father and, and you just walk into to fatherhood. So, you know, today's, you know, conversation is about the degrees of fatherhood, because I think oftentimes, you know, how our lives get shaped. You know, we talked about this on our last our last show um, about asking for help was, you know, we get shaped by being a father and the responsibility. And I believe that there's, you know, how we start will be, will tell a story, you know, about things to come, you know what I mean? And so I think for somebody who is in a relationship, you know, had, you know, had a relationship with a woman and, and you know, and found themselves a father without the established commitment and marriage and those foundations, um, that's, you know, that's a completely different uh, mm-hmm. experience. Now, in that man's heart, he could have the same heart that you have, right? Wanted, wanted to take responsibility for his child and do all of those things. But oftentimes, that's not what it is. And, and, and sometimes for a lot of men, it doesn't become real to them until that baby is born, right? And so fatherhood um, starts in a lot of different ways because you can also... Um, marry in to uh to fatherhood you know like someone Mm -hmm. who's already had children and you married into Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. Um, you know for you know for me you know my my son is uh my son is adopted and there's a a really long and you know uh intrinsic story about that um but the fatherhood piece again i think when you talk about you could be an uncle, you could be a grandparent, you know, that's in that role as well. Um, there's different there's different degrees and it comes with different challenges. And with those challenges, you know, here at the men's ministry, I just think it's good for us to talk about, um, you know, you're not alone, fellas. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're not you're not alone. And um, and it, it is challenging too. you have any um, thing about the challenges? Um, yeah, well, I had a good friend of mine who had um had a very difficult time with being able to see his kids because he didn't have a good relationship with the mother. And therefore she, um, she really prevented him from, from having an opportunity to, to be with the kids and see the kids. And so he established a ministry from that to deal with fathers being able to overcome not having a great relationship with the mother to be able to see their kids and have access to the kids. And so that's another thing that's very devastating to a man who wants to be a father and and gets prevented from being a father because of the relationship with the mother. Once again, they're not married to the mother and and they don't have a relationship with the mother uh, that way. But now it comes down to now co-parenting. 
And so there's di there's different degrees of co-parenting that take place. You know, a lot of times a relationship can be civil, but then when it's not civil, it makes it very difficult to establish the relationship with your kid when when the mom usually has uh, more rights to, to, to for, for motherhood than you do for fatherhood. That's kind of how the system is set up. And um, so there's a lot of men um, who get blamed for not being in their kids' lives when it really wasn't on their own or to their own choosing. And so, so there's degrees to that also. And so that's a challenge. Um, the other challenge could be, uh, I will just bring up military people, for example, uh, men who, who travel and they're gone, uh, they're, they're away from home, whether they're married or not married. That can be a challenge also. Now, today we have a lot more technology with being able to FaceTime and communicate and do things like we've never been able to do before. But um, in the past, you know, that that kind of technology was not available. And so, you know, it was long times and long periods that men were away from home and, and didn't get a chance to be with the kids. And and then, you know, it, sure, there were some unfortunate situations where they may have been killed in the line of duty or or, you know, or you know, in, in the military, they may have been killed or something like that. And so they never got a chance to even get back home and, and, and to be a father. And, and then the kids never got a chance to see their their father growing up and stuff like that. So you have you have those challenges, too. And then probably the biggest challenge for a man is providing for your family. And I think that that makes makes the, the pressure that much greater to a man when. Um, they're unable or not or do not have the ability to provide for their family. And when you can't provide for your families, you know, a lot of times you feel less than, uh, you don't feel good enough. And so there's a lot of guilt, shame, and condemnation that comes with that, that once again causes the man to go off and run and hide because they don't want to be seen when they're not able to provide for their family. Yeah, you know, um, that provider piece is huge because, you know, men are oftentimes um, assessed by their performance, how much money they make, what do they do for a living, you know, and and I think there's challenges, you know, one of just being able to evolve professionally, um, you know, for a lot of us, I know, like for my for my own father, um, there were challenges along the way with with job opportunities not getting those job opportunities you know growing up during the time i grew up there was it was only a few years after the civil rights acts were put in place and so um you know a lot of black men not getting you know certain opportunities but that provider one is a can be a burden on a lot of men um in a sense of thinking that they have to be something that they're not right which is this superhero and um and it's exhausting you know to think that you know as a provider i want to do i want to do for my mom you know what you know what my dad never did for her and you know there's all these different you know things can happen to a man to put a chip on his shoulder um and you spoke to um as you were speaking i was thinking about well what do you do when you fall short right of 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 reaching this um this persona that you are expected to reach as a father now and oftentimes, if you're not well and you don't have a, you know, a spiritual relationship with, you know, with, with the father, um, is you could be coping, you know, 
you can find ways to to cope and, and to nestle, you know, into a lifestyle and things that are, you know, are just kind of allowing you to feel okay about yourself. But you're not you're not okay because you're just you're not dealing with the thing because you have something else to kind of you know distract you. And so those men that you talked about that kind of are wandering, you know, right now um, they haven't they haven't met this particular standard. Um, you know, those those are the men too right now that um, you know this is kind of a call out. You know, that um, you don't have to wander. You're not you're not alone by yourself. And um, you know, and uh, there's some things sometimes we need, as we said on the first podcast, is we need to just ask for help, you know, and, and get the help. Um, and that part sometimes may take a few years as well before, you know, you get it that you need to, you know, to ask for the help. But um, the provider one is a burden for some because it's um, it's challenging, and especially with the cost of living today. Yeah. Well. You know, it's, it's, it, you can still have a relationship with your kids, irregardless of your financial status or um, your your ability to be able to provide. Um, you know, there's some still some things that are very important in relationship that a father has uh, with his kids. And, uh, you know, you, you, you'll be transparent no matter what, because kids going to pay, pay, pay attention, take a look at you and they're going to read you. And um, I think the most important thing that you want to show them is, you know, your love for them. And um, and if you're a believer and you're saved, you want to show them your love for God, you know, and that you're going to trust him while you're in the situation that you're in in order for you to get out of the situation that you're in, in order for them to see the testimony and be a witness to what happens as a result of your dependence and your and your, you know, your relationship with God. And so that relationship is very important. You know, not only that relationship, that relationship also involves them seeing you pray, seeing uh, that you praying for them, that you pray for your kids. Um, it also involves uh, you teaching your kids and then being an example because they're going to be paying attention and watching you. So that that whole area from relationship to prayer to, to you know, many interceding on their behalf to teaching them and to be an example. You know, it's funny, you know, I was at a conference today and, and it was interesting, they talked about there's only two scriptures in the New Testament that talks about um, parenting. And ironically, they refer to the father. <laughs> they refer to the father. They don't even refer to, you know, the mother. You know, they refer to the father. And so primarily, it's the father who is supposed to be the priest of the household. He's supposed to be the one to carry the word and, and teach the word and preach the word and um, to be an example of the word. And, uh, last week we talked about uh, the headless man and the headless man is one who does not have Christ as his head. And so without Christ being your head, then you're allowing something else to be your head. And so primarily you're headless. And so it makes it very difficult for you to be, the person you need to be towards your wife and the person you need to be towards your kids when you don't have the source that you need in order for you to be able to be adequate at doing so. Amen. You know, you talk about the relationship and I think that's an um, important piece because, you know, we're going to be having uh, the father daughter breakfast on February 18th. And um, I wanted to talk about that relationship because, you know, there are some men in situations where, they're only getting their child for 
a couple of days a week um, or a month, if that. And some may only be getting them for a few hours. What type of encouragement would you could you give to a man that is working with limited time? You know what I mean? To be able to build that connection and relationship. Because oftentimes men are in that situation and, and they only have their kids for a short while. And they're responsible for all the things you mentioned, the teaching. Um, there's some disciplinary things that, you know, the father is responsible for. But when you only have your child for a short amount of time, um, you know, do you want the entire time to be something that's contentious? And depending on what phase, right, because we're talking degrees mm-hmm. of fatherhood, right? So that child, you, you're fathering your child when they're, you know, an infant, toddler, that ain't, you can't. You can't father the same way. You know what I mean? You have to evolve, right? right? right. So when they right. get into right. to middle school and high school, um, but with, with a short amount of time, what type of encouragement with the experience that you have would you give a man who is, you know, you know, working with limited amount of time um, to be able to build that relationship and having to have the responsibility of having to discipline this child as well and not wanting to leave things on a sour note um, and having to be having to be the disciplinarian and not necessarily, you know, the, um, the loving example that he's also to be as well. Well, you know, for me, I always say that there's two points of view. There's God's point of view and there's everybody else's point of view, the world and, and even, even self when once again, God is not your head. And so from a God's point of view, You know, prayer is very important because you want to, first of all, deal with the mother and whether or not she's saved. (laughs) Because if she's not saved, now you have to deal with, you know, a secular, unsaved and unbelieving mother. So now that's that's a that's a first barrier that that barrier right there has a major impact on everything else. And yet the relationship between the two went sour someplace for it to be the relationship that it is. And so there needs to be some reconciliation done in that relationship to be able to have an impact on the things that you just talked about, how much you get a chance to see and what have you. Oftentimes you may just be paying child support, you know, because you got the the system that's going to cause you to be paying child support. And, you know, sometimes men can be discouraged about wanting to be involved because of Something's forcing them to have to deal with pain if they do have money to be able to pay. Because sometimes, you know, they're not working and they don't have funds and they don't have means and child support doesn't even work for them. So from a God's point of view, there needs to be reconciliation and praying for her salvation if she's unsaved. And those kind of things will happen, uh, will have an impact on what happens after that. Now. If you're not saved and she's not saved, then you're dealing with worldly situation, period, both ways and all those circumstances. And usually what's going to happen is all the things that you just said happen. You know, there's going to be a contentious relationship between uh, you and the mother. Um, And to what degree that she allows you to see the kid is going to have to be on her conscience. You know, and how much she really feels like it's going to have an impact on the future and and whether or not the child is going to hold it against her that you didn't let me see my dad or what have you. And uh, so that would be on her conscience. But if God is going to be brought into the mix, he's going to have an impact on all the things that you just mentioned. 
how much time you get a chance to see, with the quality time you get a chance to see, for you to pray. Um, I mean, it would be nice to go over when you get the kid to pray at that time with her, for her, to her, and with the kid too before you leave. Which, once again, God is interceding on your behalf, and he will have an impact on softening her heart and allowing the time that's going to be spent to be a whole lot more. But she already has a certain viewpoint about you, which calls you to have the the problem that you guys have in the relationship. And so her vision and her view and her uh, judgment on you has been established. And until you demonstrate a different you, then that's not going to change who she is, you know, because she's going to still be who she is, spiteful, probably, you know, um, judgmental, um, bitter, uh, resentful, and all the things that really are your fault. <laughs> you know, because it wasn't always like she didn't always feel that way about you. Because otherwise, you wouldn't have them, you wouldn't have never had them kids with her or kid, kid or kids with her. So it wasn't always like that. There was something, and it's the man's responsibility. A lot of times we don't want to take responsibility, you know, for what impact uh, we have on her act, her act, and her action, her behaviors, and how she feels about the whole situation. But men have to take the responsibility. And, you know, responsibility means to, to go and repent and say, I am sorry. Can you forgive me? Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Will you will you forgive me? I did this wrong. I did that and everything else. And so once again, we cannot allow pride to prevent us from the most important thing. And that's having an impact on our kids. And so if we have to go through mom to be, in, order, in order to get to our kids. We're going to have to put pride aside and deal with the part that we played and why there's a division and being able to have an opportunity to be with our kids. And so we need to go and repent. We need to pray for them. We need to tell them, can you forgive me? I did my wrong. And, and, and can we go ahead on and do this co-parenting so that the kid is not affected by our relationship? And once again, that takes God intervention to be able to make that work because worldly intervention is not going to help. Yeah. You know, I, I encourage, um, you know, marriage often, you know, have a, um, I always just talk about really highly of marriage and, and I believe in marriage. Um, I feel as though regardless of what your relationship status is, men, when you have children with a woman, uh, I just encourage you to do everything in your power to have, first of all, having a really healthy relationship with, with Jesus Christ um, and how you conduct yourself to, um, to co-parenting and caring for this, your child's mother is really critical um, for you still, regardless of your relationship status, really critical on you to do everything that you can to plant seeds that are healthy for her and for your child, because the responsibility more than just the provider is the leadership. You know what I mean? The provider is just money, right? Provider is, is wisdom too. Um, but your leadership in the way that you can still uh, show a, a godly love towards your uh, child's mother is extremely important. So regardless of what she does, um, and I understand that there's some you know situations out there that you know there's a lot of different situations, and there's some situations that are, that are could be damaging to a man. But um, 
I just encourage you because of your child, because of the, the example that you're setting and because that this child is learning from everything that you don't say, you know, to them and, and what you, that you don't do is that you um, are constantly in a, in a space where you can pour in, be willing to help and, and to be able to, um, you know, to be able to, to kind of stand in the gap at times, almost as if you were still like either married because of that child. Because it's something that, you know, that was given to you. Children are a gift from God. And I believe that this is something that could change a lot of, you know, experiences and, and improve your experience as a father, too. Because as a father, you got a lot of things that you're balancing and stressing. And and um, the last thing you want, the last thing you want is your child's mother to, you know, to be, you know, on an opposing side of you for something that you could have put away, which is pride and ego thing um so i just i, I just encourage i encourage i encourage that and then um you know we also <clears throat> we evolve you know what i mean like i think um the different degrees of fatherhood is your your children don't live in the home anymore my, my son still lives with me but your children are out of the home and they're still you know fatherhood never ends <laughs> you know what i mean as long as you have kids it's it, it never is it's just you know it's this everlasting um, role and responsibility and blessing um, that you have as well. I think sometimes we think about the title so much as fatherhood and the responsibility, but it's also a gift um, to be a father as well. Well, we have the ultimate role model for fatherhood, and that's our Heavenly Father. Yeah. From, from the very beginning, He wanted us to see Him as the Father. Okay, and so he is loving, he is forgiving, uh, he disciplines, uh, he intervenes, um, he he accepts uh, uh, repentance, you know, after we have messed up and done wrong, um, you know, and he is the provider, like you said, but he loves us. He loves us unconditionally. Uh, he don't throw us away after we have messed up. You know, he picks us up, lifts us up. He gives us the opportunity, you know, to get it right. He's patient with all of our wrongdoings, all of our mess ups, all our bad mistakes and bad choices, bad decisions. And he's still there no matter what. He never changed his position. We changed position, but he never changed his position. And so I would say that no matter how, and people love to use the term irreconcilable differences. Um, you know, uh, no matter how irreconcilable you think that your differences may be with uh, the mother of your child, uh, God don't treat us like an irreconcilable difference. You know, we, no matter what, we can be reconciled to him. And so for your child's sake, you should never say that there's an irreconcilable differences. I'm not going to deal with my child because I can't deal with the child's mother. And if you get to that point, you really need divine intervention for you to be able to overcome that. The Bible says that we are to love our enemies. So you can't escape <laughs> loving. If, if, if the worst person that you're supposed to love is your enemy, and, and if you're, you're in, in the mother of your child, you consider to be your enemy. The Bible says you're supposed to love your enemies. So you still are supposed to love her anyway. 
and the most important, most important thing is you want to make sure that she's saved and you always need to pray for her salvation. You want her to be saved because once she gets the Holy Spirit, now she has now she's empowered to be able to do some things that would be beneficial to you. You know, this um, this this fatherhood thing ain't no joke. It ain't no it ain't no joke because, you know, um, sons, if you have a son, you know, we have uh, the father daughter breakfast again, February 18th. And um, when I say it's no joke, what I'm referring to as well is these kids are growing up and they get into, you know, these the stages of puberty and high school and relationships and, you know, marriage eventually right um there's just a lot of there's just a lot of things as a as a man if if we don't have the relationship and you're not working on yourself you know if you're not working on yourself you won't be you know prepared to be the father that your kids need you to be when they become an adult and it's okay that you don't know what you don't know right when you start Right. But it's our responsibility to make sure, you know, that we are um, getting the help that we need. So some of the things that we talked about today is still kind of tying us back to um, the last podcast in regards to when you are struggling with these things. Are you willing and able to ask for help? Do you have people around you that you can ask for help? Do you have people around you who have done these things already? Right. So it's very challenging to go from one season to a new season especially that junior high, high school, there's some challenges there. Um, and depending on, you know, the, the, the relationship with your, t- your child and, and their behavior, because let's not pretend that every kid is just, you know, um, a, you know a, a barrel of jelly beans. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's sometimes people are dealing with some really, you know, tough things. I know you've worked in schools and you've seen, you know, the challenges that parents have with connecting with their kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, I just just saying as when you're in those seasons, you know, being willing to ask for help and know that you need help, but also working on yourself to continue to evolve and mature, because there's some things that fatherhood is teaching you. um, But there is a responsibility for us to to be able to do the work and get, you know, have support, you know, groups and and folks that that you can um, be that can pour into you as well, because it's. A never, never ending cry because uh, not every kid is the same, you know, as well. They all have different personalities and different challenges. And so um, I just feel like, again, you know, are you willing are you willing to get help? You know, are you willing to um, like the father daughter breakfast? Are you willing to to get your daughter, get her address? You know what I mean? Get your get your ticket and 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 come down, you know, and have a moment no matter no matter what the chaos may be, um, are you willing to willing to do these things? Well, you know, um, I, I just think the father daughter breakfast is a great time to to reconcile if you need to reconcile with your with your daughter. Um, and I'm going to say this right now in this podcast. Uh, I talked to uh, your co leader, and he he approved for some sons to bring their mothers, but as long as it's not a husband-wife type of relationship, I think all other male-female relationships are kind of up for grabs. 
And the one that I want to bring up is the mother of your child, who is not your wife. Um, I mean, you might be able to, in order to get your daughter there, you may have to bring her too. And so if it takes that to do that, then you should do that because now you're going to be in a safe place with a lot of people who are going to be in all kinds of relationships with, uh, with women. And uh, I would just encourage those men that if you have to bring her and your daughter in order for you to get your daughter there, invite her too. have her come. It'll be just fine. So you just go ahead on and get, you know, you have to get three tickets, you know, one for you, one for your, for the, for the mother of your child, and then one for your daughter. If it's, it takes that to get your daughter there, but by any means necessary, you should try to want to get your daughter there to this father daughter breakfast. Yeah. Let's let no barrier get between you and this breakfast. You can, you can count on the fact that the men and the people serving in this space um, there'll be no judgment. There'll be nothing that you'll have to be worried about um, having to deal with a situation because everybody, everybody in the church all across the land is dealing with a situation. So don't let a situation prevent you. Um, and I just, um, if there are challenges, you know, make sure to, you know, to be prayerful about um what you need in order to be okay, able to now, build on this relationship. And the hope is, is that you just look at this opportunity again, it's just planting a seed to love on your daughter, daughters, if you have more than one, um, and that you just keep it, you know, about you um, showing love and pouring into your daughter and just having, having time, having time together. I think it's more, you know, it's, it's nothing more powerful than the father loving his daughter so that she don't really try to be looking for love, the wrong love in, in, in other places, you know. And so um, I think too many times the absence of that father has an impact on her relationship with other men. And um, fathers can really curb that a lot with the relationship that they have with their daughters. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, we're going to be wrapping up. Um, want to just ask, do you have any last words regarding the father-daughter breakfast or the um, the topic today? Degrees of fatherhood? No, I just think it's so, so, I mean, the degrees are so many. I mean, you know, if we took a poll of men and asked them what, uh, what degree or what situation are you in as, as, as being a father or a dad or your relationship with your kids and and whether or not you're married or unmarried and and uh, how many kids you have. And, and then we didn't talk about, you know, everybody you like to use the term, you know, baby mamas. You know, how many do you, do you have more than one baby mama? You know, sometimes you may have multiple baby mamas and we didn't bring that up. And yeah. so how are you managing, you know, having several baby mamas also? And so that's real also, you know, and uh, and a lot of times that could be very stressful if you have, you know, two, three or four baby mamas and and, and, and have those and trying to be a father to all of them. And, and if you're trying and then you have to pay child support to all of them or if you have to provide for all of them, that could be a major stress. I mean, I could just blow a gasket for a man who has to deal with and handle that situation, you know, so. We were just assuming that there's just only one. Sometimes there are multiple. And uh, so that's that's the time for another show to deal with the multiple situations, you know. But in any event, you know, we want them fathers to get out there and come to the father-daughter breakfast. And no matter how many you have and what you don't have, 
if it takes you having to bring the baby mama to the breakfast, you need to get her there in order to get your daughter. Yeah, so we um, we appreciate everyone for, for watching, for tuning in. Um, be sure to follow Men of Encouragement on Instagram. We'll soon be on uh, YouTube and Spotify as well. We thank you all for, uh, for, for listening and watching, and we will see you guys again next week. God bless and take care. Peace. All right.